this is Jude Knoll, and you're listening to the Norse Up Podcast, a production for NKU by NKU to highlight the expertise of our university's faculty and staff. Today, we're chatting with Stego Studio Coordinator Samantha Geiger about NKU's free-to-use makerspace. Samantha was named Makerspace Coordinator in 2021 after previously serving as Creative Space Support Associate at the Boone County Public Library. She graduated from NKU School of the Arts with a BFA in Visual Communication Design. Samantha, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, to start off, can you give us a little overview about what Stego Studio is and where it's located? So Stego Studio is Steely Library's makerspace. We've been open for about a year and a half now, and we house a lot of tools that are open for students and faculty and staff mm-hmm. to come use in an academic and research-based environment. So we have 3D printers, a laser cutter and engraver, a Cricut with a heat press and 3D scanners as well that we want everybody to be able to come and use for free. Yeah. And so uh, if I wanted to get set up here, what would I have to do to schedule an appointment or to actually use the space itself? So right now we're based on a walk-in model. You can just walk in whenever we're open. We're open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And either myself or one of my student workers are there to help you get started on a project, walk you through what it is you might need to get started on that Mm -hmm. project and things like that. But you can also email Stego Studio at stegostudio at nku.edu. And that goes directly to myself and to my staff. And we can answer any questions there as well. You don't need to make an appointment, but if you only have a very limited time to be able to do something, Mm -hmm. we do encourage emailing us and being like, hey, I can only come in this Friday. Can I use the Glowforge at that time? Because I need to cut out some pieces of wood. We'll gladly set that time aside for you. And what are some examples of cool projects that people have put together in the Stego studio? So we've had a couple of really fun ones. Uh, Last semester, we had an engineering student coming and printing out pieces for robotic arm. We've had some people come in and do layered maps. Mm -hmm. Uh, The one that was my favorite was one of Kentucky, where it was out of a piece of wood. And then we had pieces of clear acrylic that we engraved into for different layers of information that she wanted to show. And then she could actually rearrange the layers later on if need be. Yeah, and... Does using this equipment take any prior knowledge of having done projects like this, or is this something that you know you could sort of walk in with a little bit of knowledge of what you want to do and just get started? Honestly, you only need to come with us with an idea. So we understand that a lot of people don't have the, any kind of experience with this equipment yeah. before, but that's why it's here, and that's why we have the staff there to help people bridge that gap between idea, knowledge, and having a final product. And a project that I personally saw come out of the makerspace that I thought was really cool was uh, the Build a Better Book class that uh, Professor Tamara O'Callaghan was putting together last semester. Um, From what I remember, they were putting together books for students that were blind or visually impaired, and they were like creating tactile aids so that students could be able to visualize or like feel illustrations rather than actually see them. Could you tell me a little bit about how that project got set up and what it was like working with the students on it? So that's been a really interesting project. That's been a lot of fun. So we started out actually with Tamara just being very interested in the space. And her first class actually just came in to learn how 3D printing works. And then she ended up being introduced to the Build a Better Book campaign out of the University of Colorado in Boulder. 
and kind of ended up working with Clovernook, which is the braille printer here in Cincinnati. And it kind of all came together for her. And then she came to me and was like, we need to use the space for this. And I was like, obviously, of course. So it's been really fun helping all the students go through it. And sometimes it is letting them fail Mm because that's how you learn, especially in this kind of environment, is when the print fails, why did it fail? And learning from that failure to make a better print the next time, finding a better design or tweaking the design to get that better option. Yeah, And... um you have previous experience working and sort of managing a makerspace at a library. And how is, um, you know, running a makerspace something that you got into and what appealed to you about doing that sort of project? So I got into it just because of the maker aspect. Right. So I've always been a maker. So my background is visual design and art. But I learned to make from a very young age. My mother was teaching me how to sew my own clothes when I was seven. Oh, wow. So making has always just been a part of who I am. And I like being able to bring that to other people. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it is just a knowledge gap. And sometimes it is. I would love to learn how to make this, but you don't know the first step. So helping people bridge those first steps to be able to make the things that they have in their head, they just don't have the experience to do. Mm -hmm. And are there any projects that you've personally made using the materials or equipment in Stego Studio? So we've done a couple of things. One of my favorites was last year we partnered with Staff Congress and we actually 3D scanned and then printed the old mascot, the oh, Hey You cool. mascot. Yeah. Um, and those were then a giveaway at the Staff, Con- uh, Staff Congress event last year. And that was a lot of fun. That's one of the larger ones that we've done here so far that we've gotten to do. Um, I have a home 3D printer as well, oh, and cool. I've done a full posable droid on him before, and I'm <laughs> waiting for somebody to come in and want to do that. But it has to be related to academic or research use, yeah. unfortunately. So maybe someday. Yeah, and another thing that I, when I took a personal tour of the space, I thought the 3D scanner was a really cool piece of equipment. Could you tell me a little bit about how that works and what you might be able to do with that piece of equipment? So we have two 3D scanners actually right now. They work both off of the same basic concept, just a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they actually bounce light off of the object and then read that light coming back. So the one actually cannot read black at all because of the way it actually passes the light over it. Whereas the other one can read black but can't read white at all because of the light that it's using and actually does kind of a scatter plot over the item. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them have these marker dots that you can use. The one has them stationary on a turntable and then the other one has them as actual stickers you can put on the object and around it that help the actual software kind of triangulate yeah. all the parts of the pieces for it to go on. Um, the best part with the 3D scanners is that, especially if you want to get into 3D printing and 3D modeling an mm-hmm. item, but you're not, there's a big yeah. learning curve for you know 3D modeling, especially on a computer. But if you have any, you can start with Play-Doh yeah. and just mold something, 3D scan it, and then you have something that you can start messing with later and duplicating. Yeah, I remember uh, in the Build a Better book project, there were students that had taken like a real life banana and then created a extremely realistic model of a 3D printed banana. Well, one of their limitations for that project was a lot of them have no experience with modeling right. at all. And they were trying to find models that could, that were f- available for free online, mm-hmm. which there are a lot of databases online with 
free 3D printable designs, but you then are limited to what other people have been interested right. in the past. So bananas weren't exactly <laughs> a big thing of interest for people. Exactly. Like you find a lot of Pokemon, <laughs> you find a lot of Star Wars things, you find a lot of things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll find a lot of little tools and a little and lots and lots of like pencil holders. Yeah. But you aren't gonna find a banana all the time. You might find like one or two Apple models, but what if you need something a little bit different? So that was where it was really interesting having them actually scan the actual object and seeing what about that versus something that was modeled with an idealized version of itself, mm -hmm. what those came out as and what the differences were. Yeah. And I saw on your uh, bio for the Stego Studios website to ask about your job as a mall portrait photographer. <laughs> so to close oh, out... God. Um, yeah, could you tell us a little bit about that experience? <laughs> so that was actually while I was a student here at yeah. NKU. I worked um, evenings and weekends at the Florence Mall in the photo studio inside the JCPenney. Oh. Um, it was two years, but three Christmases. And you did count everything by how many Christmases you were there. Yeah. And th those were interesting times. <laughs> uh, my favorites were we had some people bring in their dogs and cats to get photos of, and those were always a fun time. Uh, some of the kids were fun, some yeah. kids were not fun, but usually you could understand why the dads were the worst. I could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to be there, they're just done with this, it's something the wife wants to do, and Sometimes the biggest hurdle was helping them realize that, you know, if you smile, it'll be done. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, just to close out, uh, could you tell us one more time where the Stego studio is located and what the hours are, or how we can get set up for an appointment if we want to do one? Yeah, so Stego Studio is in Steely Library on the second floor. We are currently in room 220, which you can actually see from the glass elevator. Uh, we are open Monday through Friday, 10 to 4. Walk-ins are completely welcome, but you can also email us at stegostudio at nku.edu. All right. This has been uh, Samantha Geiger. Thanks for joining us on the Norse Up podcast. No and, problem. <laughs> and as always, check for new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcast. Have a great weekend, and remember to Norse Up. Norse Up.